You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. Whose world is this? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f*** with future. That's clash it. It's Frida's world. All right, everyone. I'm here with my very, very special guest, Jessica Sinatus. Jessica, please say hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> So thank you, Jessica, for being a guest. I guess our very first guest on the revamp of Frida's World. I'm the first? Yeah, we're revamping the show. And you are actually, I just realized, the first guest on this Frida's World revamp. We took a little bit of a hiatus, a well-needed break, but now we are back in action and you are the first guest. (laughs) Well, thank you. And I am honored. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jessica, I just want you to take a little bit of time to let us know a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Okay. Hi, my name is Jessica. I am your everyday average, not so average <laughs> girl. Um, definitely involved in healthcare, um, entrepreneurship, um, promoting self love. And everything else that comes with it. Um, By day trade, I am an occupational therapist, actually a director of rehab at a skilled nursing facility. And I am just bossing it up, Rita. How about that? Listen, listen, Jessica is definitely bossing it up in her directorship (laughs) position. Uh, You know, you know, your line of work, I'm sure, has been very, very difficult these last couple of years because of COVID-19. And so, you know, I thought that you were going to be uh, an amazing guest to talk about uh, today, today's topics, right, uh, with respect to traveling during COVID. Thanksgiving is literally in a few days, and people are so excited about this opportunity to have a real Thanksgiving. But we know that With this excitement comes a lot of risk, especially for our aging parents and grandparents who are very, you know, susceptible still to Mm -hmm. catching COVID, right? So Mm -hmm. just wanted to talk today a little bit about traveling during COVID. Um, I wanted to kind of get go through a little bit of the CDC um, guidelines for those of you who are planning on traveling during this Thanksgiving season. And even if not the Thanksgiving season, the Christmas season, you know, the holidays are upon us. And so travel we know is part of that package. Um, and then I want to kind of get into just talking about, um, some of these very important topics that need to come up, right? Like setting boundaries with families with respect to COVID, um, and then really just getting into, you know, what our plans are and, and, and essentially, you know, what our thoughts are on some of these, you know, holiday uh, conversations and concerns, right, around COVID and maybe give the listeners some strategies on how to approach this issue with family members and friends, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So I do want to say, you know, the CDC, as of right now, they are recommending people not to travel until you are fully vaccinated. They're also saying that you should wear your mask 
um, and that masks are required on planes, buses, trains, and other forms of public transportation. Now, for those of you uh, who are international travelers, um, a negative COVID test is required, I believe, for all international travel. That might, you know, I would still double check that, but you know, what at least the CDC is recommending is negative COVID tests. Make sure to postpone your trip if you're testing positive or if you know somebody that has tested positive in the past 14 days that you have come across. I know that that piece is a bit sketchy at times, right? Because you have this trip planned and let's say you do get a positive test, but you feel like you're asymptomatic there are people who would still take that trip, right? Or if they found out that they were in contact with a COVID positive person, they you know, might be inclined to not cancel their trip and go anyways. And so we're just saying that if you happen to test positive and if you happen to have come in contact with somebody who has uh, tested positive for COVID in the past 14 days, you might want to postpone your trip, especially if you're going to, you know, visit relatives and friends mm-hmm. for the holidays, right? I think I'm, I think I'm on board with these CDC guidelines. What about you? Um, I'm, def- I'm definitely on board with most of them. Um, the one that says if you're not fully vaccinated that you you shouldn't travel. Eh, I think if I'm negative, I I should be able to travel as long as I have a negative COVID test. Um, I should be able to be able to travel and everything else will be, will depend on um, me making sure to take proper precautions, like wearing a mask, sanitizing, um, social distancing, those things I, you know, I truly believe um, has helped with z- decreasing the, the spread, you know? I agree with you on that level as well, too, because um, I think really the, the, the real marker should be the negative COVID test, right? Because we mm-hmm. do know that even if you are fully vaccinated, you can still uh, get COVID and you can still pass COVID. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that's really a good, a good um, um, point, point to, to make there. So now with the holidays, you know, we're going to be in the presence of family and friends, right? And so many of us have either had COVID or have lost people to COVID. So we know that this threat is a real threat, right? And so there are individuals who have, you know, put together protocols, rules and regulations and boundaries um, that they feel are necessary for the health of, you know, themselves and their family members. But it looks like these boundaries that people have set up, you know, as safety measures, for whatever reason, um, you know, it's not always received well, right, by family members and friends. And so I kind of want to talk a little bit about setting boundaries, um, you know, for the purposes of COVID-19, right, with respect to holiday um, travel. So, I mean, with respect to you, you know, and your family get-togethers for the holiday, do you have any... um, boundaries that you yourself are setting up with respect to COVID or have you encountered uh, requests from family members and friends to either get tested or be fully vaccinated in order to participate in, you know, family and friend activities? Um, Absolutely not. (laughs) I have not received any boundaries from any family members. Um, I don't have any boundaries as, as well. I think 
it's all based, well, it's my family, right? So I've probably seen most of them throughout the pandemic anyway. Um, and as of recent, I've still seen my family. We're at each other's houses. We're around each other. We haven't had any issues. Most, you know, most people I know have had COVID. Um, and if you haven't had COVID, you know, you kind of take your own precautions still. Mm-hmm. So there really have, haven't been any boundaries um, put into place or requested. Um, but I think it's kind of unsaid where everyone kind of knows, you know, if you think you're positive or you've been somewhat exposed, then to say something. Because even throughout the pandemic, being the fact that being that I've been exposed to COVID more than most since I'm in healthcare, when it came to a time where I probably had positive testing at work or something like we were not sure, I would usually tell people, um, well, I was kind of exposed. So I'll kind of not, I'm not coming this time around to this event or this family gathering. I took the proper precautions for myself to not put anyone at risk. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of sad that you're hoping everyone else does the same, but right. You know, now what if you are, you know, going or you have, were invited to a Thanksgiving dinner at a family or friend's house. And the host stated that I want everyone to be vaccinated for Thanksgiving dinner because some of our family members are immunocompromised. Um, You know, do you think that that's a fair request, right? Maybe, maybe for you, you might find that, okay, you'll make a decision whether or not to go or not. But do you think that if a request like that was made, do you find that to be an unreasonable request given the times? Given the times, is it unreasonable? It's kind of the norm now that, you you know, you have in New York City, I don't live in New York, but it, I'm always in New York. So in New York City, you have to have like a COVID um, vaccination card just to go into restaurants, right? Just to shop. So it's the norm to kind of have a status, you know, Mm -hmm. um, for your COVID vaccination. However, if a family member wanted me to do that for an immunocompromised loved one, if they felt that that's what was, would work for them, you know, it wouldn't be a problem for me to, to just, you know, to do, um, you know, I work in New York, I'm a healthcare worker, you know, vaccinations already been there. It's a status that we've all had to already have had. Mm -hmm. So it's not a problem for me. Um, so, you know, to say, okay, no problem. But I also want to make sure that that family member is also well-informed on what they are asking, you know, mm-hmm. because if the loved one at home is not vaccinated already, quote unquote, or if the loved one at home um, has other, you know, health issues, it's more than just COVID you have to worry about. You know what I mean? Right. We're in flu season as well. So there, you don't know who has the flu or who's carrying what, all right? So there's a lot of things to also be worried about. So the precaution, just because everyone's vaccinated doesn't mean COVID is not able to be spread. Mm-hmm. So the request really should be for negative COVID testing. I think that's the safest way to go about it. Like, please, there's self-home COVID tests you can take now. Mm-hmm. I've seen that at the pharmacy. Um, maybe you have those lotted up for people you know, on site or, you know, do it in your car before coming in and let's see if it's negative, you know, something like that. I think it's more, is I think a a safer route to go with. Right. And then it also gives people an opportunity, you know, to, to participate, right. If, if they, Mm -hmm. if they haven't been able to get vaccinated, right. Maybe they themselves are also, 
uh, immunocompromised and their doctor suggested that they can't get vaccinated. And so to say that if you're not vaccinated, you can't come to Thanksgiving dinner might be a little harsh. But saying something like, well, everybody needs to get a negative PCR test even, right, as opposed to maybe a rapid might actually be um, a compromise. Um, And another compromise that I think that, you know, people can make is have have the option of having this Thanksgiving event, uh, you know, available via Zoom. Now, nobody wants to think of having to (laughs) attend a dinner right via zoom but if it's you know if you really can't meet the requirements of the host family um i think the host family what they can do is provide some sort of whether it's a zoom or some sort of stream yard but some sort of you know uh, virtual experience it could be an ig live you know even i'm not saying for the entire dinner but maybe just for some of the the maybe the important parts of the you know maybe with the when the family is going around saying what they're grateful for you know you can be available via zoom and you can participate in that segment or that portion of the event right um i mean people hate hate to think about joining thanksgiving (laughs) via zoom at this point you know especially with the world being as open as it is but it's you know people's sensitivities are still up and you know we kind of have to i think uh respect the boundaries that they they set up yeah but how about that host just not host this year like maybe it's not a good option for you for you to be the host Right. If there are, yeah, if there are so many about um like boundaries, or if there are issues there, let's not even create that issue. Okay. Right. Um. Let's go somewhere else this year, everybody. <laughs> you know, is that okay? Let's go somewhere else and let's um ha- let's make Thanksgiving what as close to normal as we can, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a negative COVID test is should be valid enough for anyone, right? Whether you want to do a PCR three days before, there are rapid PCRs as well, and there's just the rapid um, as well. So there are different options to be able to find out whether or not, you know, you've been exposed, you know, but it also does depend on the immunocompromised person. Um, there are different for, there's different reasons for immunocompromised, being immunocompromised, whether it's, you know, somebody who has cancer, undergoing certain treatment, um, whether you're a transplant patient or even dialysis patients um, somewhat are also considered immunocompromised. So there are different reasons and there, you know, everyone's going to have a different level of precaution depending on their particular reason, you know, but it just might not be at sister so-and-so's house this year. That's how I feel. Like let's change the location. Um, and maybe grand, grandma or whoever is immunocompromised can come on via Zoom. Right. I think right. that's safer for them, you know? Right. And it's interesting because I have, um, it's not necessarily a Thanksgiving day dinner, but I have a Thanksgiving weekend dinner with one of my relatives who requires everyone to be, uh, to receive, uh, I guess, or to undergo a COVID testing. Mm-hmm. before you know coming to, uh coming to the dinner it's about maybe seven of us that'll be there so it is a very small tight-knit is it seven maybe seven about seven to ten people um and when i mean seven to ten it's like seven and then people have their kids that probably make up the ten so it's it's family 
that's all coming together. But we but all do you have to be vaccinated? No, but we do have to undergo COVID testing. We have to have a negative COVID right. test. Yeah. And that's fine. And for me, okay. I didn't even think twice about it because I'm like, this if this is what needs to happen to ensure that everyone's comfortable. Because I think that's the other thing too. People want to feel comfortable and they want to be able to let their guard down while they're with their families. People don't want to have to wear their mask mm-hmm. throughout this entire family get together and then be afraid when they take bites of food if they're you know, <laughs> breathing COVID. So I think just for people to be comfortable, I totally get you know, getting everybody tested so that once we get in the door, we all know we're negative. We can all breathe easily, literally in each other's faces. But how about, okay, what, what are there still like any requests for masks? See, for me and, and for, for the house that I'm going to, there isn't a request for masks. The request is just for um, negative, negative COVID tests. But I think that that's something that um that others might find you know to be some sort of uh compromise right when we're thinking about okay we want everybody to be together but we want to be safe maybe that can be something that people can implement you know um please keep even though you have a negative covid test please keep your masks on at all times unless we are eating right maybe that can be another option or maybe, you know, making sure that the dinner, everybody is spread out six feet apart. Um, You know, there's so many different things I think that can be done, but I think the idea is, is, you know, people want to have fun. They don't, they don't want to think about COVID restrictions on Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. And I think um, the reason why I asked also is because it is flu season. So, if you, if most people aren't, you know, quote unquote, um, haven't gotten their flu shots, <laughs> right, then there is something else to also be worried about at this time, right? So um, the mask requirement or recommendation is not only for um, COVID, it's also for flu, all right? So if most people haven't gotten their flu shots this year, then um, there's a, as everyone becomes at risk too for the flu. If you know, you don't know if you've been exposed or not, right, to the flu. As 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 it has been in years past, we don't know, right. So that's why I ask. So I want to know when it comes to the health consciousness of others. What are we being conscious about? Is it only being head aware about COVID, or is it other health risks that are also still present at this time? And, you know, that is a good question because as we had talked offline, I don't find that people see the the flu as an equal threat as COVID, right? Um, When we think about conversations about the flu amongst our group, I know you work at a rehab center. So, you know, you, you, you view the flu and you know the flu to be this deadly weapon. But I think amongst uh most most Americans when they talk about the flu it's almost as uh it's almost equated i guess or it is equated uh to the common flu i mean the common cold right okay they equate the flu to the common cold, so they don't see it as this deadly weapon, and so we've never had conversations ever about you know, the flu season and Thanksgiving or the flu season and Christmas and that people should wear masks uh, or that people should get flu shots. Like this conversation 
I, I don't think has ever taken place, right? Where there was any type of uh, safety protocols for the holidays based on the flu. I think that it's really because of COVID and the threat that COVID has uh, posed and still poses to society. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, you know, people are really focused on. But I think your point is, is well taken that the flu is, you know, is, is deadly, especially to our aging, our elderly, our immunocompromised, Mm -hmm. um, you know, family members and friends. And maybe that's something moving forward that we do need to start thinking about. Yes, because um, as we were talking, I actually just looked at the CDC's um, numbers on the amount of deaths for the flu in 2017 and 2018, right? So the reported amount at the, at, in that time frame was about 50, over 50,000 deaths, all right, for the flu vaccine um, within that year. But for that flu vaccine, for the flu, for someone who caught the flu within that year. Um, and the mortality rate for 65 and up was almost about 84.6% of um, people. So it is very much a concern, especially for those, of, you know, for grandma and our grandpas and um, those who are over 65, there is a, it, it, it's, it's a very great, um, it's a very great risk. And so I want people to be very, you know, informed about that, that, about what's out there. It's not just COVID. We have the flu season, you know, flu season is upon us. Um, I always equate flu season with deer season. <laughs> it's around the same time. <laughs> did you say deer season? Yes, I did. Cause you know, I live in Jersey, so I'm seeing deers now all over. Oh so, and when I, was, I lived upstate, I knew like deer season was always around like October to like May, around the same time frame, uh, where they got to look out for the deers. So look out for the flu. I put it in the same bracket. Um, there are like the same season. So, um, I just want something, it's something that everyone should kind of be aware of right now. You know, um, it's important. You know, every other disease that used to be out there before COVID still exists, you know? Right. So everybody be on alert. Yeah. Be on alert. Yeah. And, and I think that that's really a, an important, important um, piece to really hone in on. Like the threat is real across the board. And I think that maybe what COVID did is, is open our eyes to the fact that it's not just COVID that we need to really you know, be mindful of and, and take precautions against. Um, but, you know, I guess just to backtrack a little bit, I mean, what are you actually doing for the Thanksgiving holiday? Like, are you going to see family? Are you going to see friends? What type of festivities? And and am I invited? <laughs> <laughs> um, number one, I, I usually always work on Thanksgiving. Like, it's been for the past couple of years maybe once or twice I was off but um, I've taken off but I I worked I usually work during during the holidays for me it's a good day because not a lot of people are in um, I can get more work done less traffic you know mm-hmm. but this year with all that's happened with COVID and everything else I'm like you know it's time to take time out for you to be with your family and so this year I've, I've decided I'm not going to work on Thanksgiving. Fingers crossed, nothing happens and I don't have to go in. Um, but I decided I'm going to, you know, be, see family. It may not be as, it may not be for necessarily for 
Thanksgiving dinner, but I'll see you guys maybe a little bit after. I do want to spend some time by myself as well um, with the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, but mm-hmm. I will see family somewhere along the weekend. You're always invited over, Rita, anytime. Even if it's for Thanksgiving ice cream, I don't care. Thanksgiving ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> ice cream and pie, right? Or something. Um, you're always invited. Um, but I'm definitely going to see my family. We're always together. You already know how big my family is. Like, we're always together. We're going to always see each other. Whether it's a game night or something. Right. We will be meeting. <sighs> we will be meeting somehow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that listen, I'm, I'm all down for that. I'm all down for the game nights. I am here for it. Now, um, everyone is outside. We outside. <laughs> yeah, we we outside. Do you find that there is um, a risk though in flying? Because many people do f- have a fear of flying because you know you're on a plane. It's it's there's no, I mean there's no windows right <laughs> because you're flying <laughs> in the air. Um, people are are a little hesitant about the ventilation systems. And they think that the germs and, and, and things like that are, are going to be easily spread on the flights, that they're going to just circulate and everybody's just going to be smell, you know, breathing each other's air, right? Um, what do you say about, I guess, those, uh, the risks that people are assuming, I guess, with respect to flying? I mean, are they valid concerns or do you find that, um, you know, it's safe, essentially? And essentially, the concerns are valid, right? Um, with all that we've been taught and told and all that you hear on the news and Fauci, oh, Lord, it's just like the, everything that they have said to us have made traveling a point of concern, right? Mm-hmm. However, being that I've, I've traveled throughout, um, <laughs> you know, the pandemic, um, and I can say... Uh, it's what it's always been. You're very close. You're in very close quarters with the person next to you. You may or may not know them. You know, everybody, babies are crying. Um, this person sneezing. This person wants to wear their mask on or off. Like, you're just all the way exposed to everything. Cold, flu, um, and whatever else might be in the air, child. You are definitely exposed, okay? So, who knows right now? Who knows? I think the best bet is for you to take your precautions, you know, pre-post precautions before you leave, you know, for the next three, the days, three days prior to traveling, you should be upping on your vitamin C, taking some natural remedies, um, doing everything that you can to clear out your system, especially with of mucus, because mucus is definitely, you know, very, it's a warm environment, very good for bacteria to, to hold itself in. So you want to clear out mucus as much as you can. All right. Um, a lot of vitamin C. I say take your sea moss and do all these things to get those to get your body prepared for travel. All right. And even as you travel, just be very cautious of, you know, how much you extend yourself um, to being in environments where everybody else is not taking pop- proper precautions. Um, and make sure you have your sanitizer. You know, people used to like, like wipe down their seats on the planes, but they stopped doing that. But still bring your stuff, wipe down your seats, um, services that you know you're going to be touching, wipe it down, keep your mask on, you know, do your best. Um, I think, but I wouldn't say don't travel, have fun, travel, go wherever you have to go, but take your own measures of precaution. 
you know. Yeah, no, and I definitely agree there. I think really the key to all of this is taking precaution, right? Mm-hmm. It's making sure that you're safe for yourself, but also a sa- you know, being safe for others around you, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the holidays. We're going to be hanging out with everybody. We want to, we're craving this interaction, right? Last year, we did not get a Thanksgiving. We were on lockdown. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I, one thing I learned from my father, right? I remember when I used to drive, <laughs> When I first started driving, he would say, you're not driving just for yourself. You're driving for everyone else on the road. And I would take that and, you know, integrate it within the whole COVID um, world that we're in now. You're not just being cautious for yourself, but you're being cautious for everyone else around you. And, And that means that you have to be safe. Because you don't know who you might encounter. You don't know who's sick. You don't know who has issues, who's going home to a loved one. So you're, you have to be cautious, you know, and take every measure you can to protect yourself. Um, and hopefully you might even help protect somebody else. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Man, I mean, I am looking forward to the Thanksgiving holiday. I'm going to be spending it with uh, my goddaughter and her family. And it's, I mean, I'm so looking forward to it because it's been maybe three, four years since we got together for Thanksgiving. You know, we, we usually get together for Christmas, but this is the first time in a long time that we will be getting together for Thanksgiving. And yeah. You know, I was so, I'm so excited to be there, but there are protocols set, there are boundaries set for this household and the boundaries that I need to, um, you know, essentially abide by is that I need to have a PCR test and I have to have a same day rapid Some might think that that's a bit much, but at the end of the day, you know, these are people that I hold very dear to me and these are people that I want to be around. And so Uh for me, my desire to be around my family and friends is great, Yeah, you know, so you got to do what you got to do. And I I think like for me, um, working in healthcare in New York City, for a year and a half, we were take we were getting COVID swab twice a week, almost twice a week, um, and it was a PCR and a rapid. That was how it was. That was the norm for us, and that's when I felt the most comfortable. I felt okay knowing my status. I felt okay knowing that I was safe. I was, um, you know, I was COVID free, and it made me feel more comfortable being around others. It made me feel more comfortable, you know, going places, knowing that I was free from COVID, and that's what allowed me to be able to live my life now. So more freely within the COVID society, right? Because obviously things that I was doing now were working, right? And so the best thing to do is to continue on with those measures and get tested ever so often just to make sure that you know your status. Um, And I think that right there will save lives. Yeah, no, totally understand. And 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 I totally agree with that piece right there. I mean, is there anything is there anything that you would like to add to our you know our conversation that you think the view or the listeners rather would want to know or need to know with respect to the holiday season and everything that's happening well in respect to the holiday season i would say we've lost so many loved ones already you know 
who who would have known that this would have been what 2021 looked like, right? Or 2020 looked like. Everyone had great visions for 2020. And here came COVID, blindsided us. And we've lost so many loved ones. The world has changed and everything has changed. But I think the best thing now is to really say, how can we go back to, you know, cherishing our loved ones how can we go back to seeing our families and enjoying those precious times with them because we don't know when you know you don't, we don't know when your last day is gonna arrive you know we don't know when we're gonna lose mom or dad or sister brother cousin best friend you don't know so make every effort to spend time with each other on the holiday you know um and just do it the safest way possible but don't be afraid to spend time with one another and i think that's what really i would i would leave to say you know such a priority straight family is important and just do your best you know do your best yeah no i agree i mean i really hope that everybody enjoys their holiday season despite again us all being in a global pandemic still i know it sucks but we do have to be prudent we do have to be vigilant, but we also need to have fun, right? It's been a long time since we've had fun and let our hair down. And, you know, even, even the Thanksgiving clapbacks and commentaries that I hate so much, I'm kind of looking forward to some of that family drama and mess, <laughs> you know, at the Thanksgiving table. It's been, it's been such a long time. Mm-hmm. But I would say try not to bring anyone to the table that no one knows. <laughs> right, right. We spare want them to here. Yes, spare the awkwardness, spare it. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, there was there's one last thing that I, I think that I would I would just suggest or maybe just, you know, bring up, maybe not a suggestion. But uh, I was seeing these bracelets, right, that are becoming more and more popular within social settings now. And, you know, green means go, means you can give me a hug, you can give me a kiss. Yellow means elbows only. And then red basically means six feet apart, stay away. And so these are like comfort bracelets to <laughs> alert people of your comfort level with respect to, I guess, interaction. Um, and it's said that it kind of takes the awkwardness out of a lot of situations because you're literally, you know, I don't have to ask you whether or not I can hug you. I don't, I also am not going to be embarrassed when I, I, you know, jump in for the hug and you, <laughs> and you pull back. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. There are so, times when, I, like, I feel awkward. I'm like, you know, you want to say hi, or you forget, right? Say you haven't seen someone in like two years. Mm-hmm. It might just be um, um, reflexive to just go and get grab and go and give them a hug, right? Right. However, oh, I forgot to check. Like, how comfortable are you? Even though I've been out there in the world and I'm fully comfortable, <laughs> I forget to ask people sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, and sometimes I, sometimes I can be a bit um, um, precautious and like I won't come too close. But the other person's like, come say, give, give me a hug, you know? And it's kind of hard. It's hard. It's <laughs> but those bracelets, I think, hopefully you're not colorblind. Um, and oh, wow, there's no. that. <laughs> I, I totally forgot that there is that consideration. And I've been told that there is a percentage of men that are colorblind. Oh, so there you go. So, 
So um, just hopefully you're not colorblind and you're able to distinguish between the colors. You're able to, the bracelet is visible enough for others to be able to understand your status. Um, but I think usually if somebody is wearing a mask within like a social setting, mm-hmm. it kind of gets somebody, it kind of gives you a cue to kind of, you know, get in their space. Because especially when you don't have to wear a mask in particular settings, but the person still decides to wear their mask, like mm-hmm. outside in the park and they still wear their mask, then I think it gives me an inkling that this person might have um, extra precautions in place. And therefore, I try to respect that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, too. That's true, too. I I guess it's just, you know, paying attention to the social cues, right? There you go. That's really what it is. As we should have been doing a long time ago. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, Jessica, I always wanted to take this time to thank you so much for just taking this time to talk about, you know, the Thanksgiving holiday one, but really the precautions that we all need to really be taking, not just for COVID-19, but I think, like you said, for flu season. And I think that a lot of us um, neglect that piece and it goes over our heads. But I think because of the line of work that you're in in healthcare, you kind of have no choice but to keep that at the forefront. Yeah, it's always a reminder, I guess. Um, I think even so, Rita, I think right now with the holiday seasons, I would say have a, a pot of steaming, you know, herbs going on in the house just to cleanse the air and it can still have a good cinnamon, ar- cinnamon aroma to give the holiday scent you know mm-hmm. but have a pot of steaming herbs you know flowing when people come over um just do what you can you know yeah do what you gotta do what you gotta do, do what you can but thank you for having me on as always um of course of course of course thank you right um and happy holidays rita well thank you i mean you know <laughs> you know we're, we're talking about something like thanksgiving holiday but it's like coupled with COVID, you know, because it's, you know, as much as, you know, we were focused on the traveling aspect and the, you know, the precautions and the boundaries, you know, there is this piece of, you know, the sadness that that's going to come around Thanksgiving for the many people that were lost, right? During COVID and just, just during, you know, just lost during the year, right? Whether it was COVID or not that Thanksgiving is going to be a reminder for them that, you know, you're one less person short in the family. Right. And I think that that piece, you know, and that might be why some individuals are so driven by establishing these boundaries, right. Because of the loss that they experienced at the hands of COVID. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, all we can do is work on the moment, you know, and finding ways to move along, not move forward, not forward. Forward is hard to move. Um, It's hard to just move forward, but to move along with whatever we're dealing with, you know, and um, I would say be thankful for what is there, you know. Um, and be thankful what you do have. And for those family members who are willing to put themselves at risk to comment, you know, gather and to share memories, you know, make new memories, um, you know, kudos to you too, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's always going to be a risk that now that we know 
um, what's going on in the world. We know that it's always going to be a risk, you know? So um, you just decide what risk you're willing to take. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, man. Well, Jessica, again, thank you so much um, for your insight on all of this stuff that's going on. And I, I do truly hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm hoping that maybe we cross paths, right? If we cross yes. paths for the Thanksgiving <laughs> holiday. Hopefully so. You know, I'm going to be around. So hopefully we can maybe get together as well. But just thank you so much for just taking the time to be here with me. Oh, awesome, Rita. And listen, I'm thankful for you. Thank you, Rita. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this Thanksgiving special of Frida's World. Remember that Frida's World is coming back officially, officially December 1st. So stay tuned. Keep it locked. Uh, go back and listen to some of our archived episodes if you need a little pick-me-up and a little refresher of the Frida's World. But looking forward to bringing back the family once again. So with that every being said, everyone, have an amazing, amazing, and safe Thanksgiving holiday. Freedom's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clatch it. Like you love church music, but you f with future. That's clatch it. It's Freedom's world.